Exceptional Marcus Pierce. Rockstar Damien Christoph. The Wellness Summit is almost upon us and we have so many prizes and giveaways before the summit even begins this year, MP. That's right, Damo. There's a very exciting Facebook giveaway running this week only over at the Wellness Couch. One of our new exhibitors at this year's summit is Solid Technics Cast Iron and Beautiful Non-Stick Cookware. And they are giving away over $400 in prizes to one lucky Wellness Couch listener. All you need to do is go to The Wellness Couch's Facebook page and follow the prompts. The lucky winner will also receive a double pass to this year's Wellness Summit, September 10 11 at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. How cool is that? So go check out the Wellness Couch on Facebook to enter and remember to immerse yourself in 16 hours of powerhouse wellness with Damo, myself and over 40 other health and wellness experts. Go to thewellnesssummit.com and enter the code SOLIDSUMMIT for $100 of your ticket before they sell out. That's thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Welcome, wonderful listeners, to this week's episode of Wellness Women Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And we just want to say a big shout out and welcome to all the listeners that have joined us uh, in the last few weeks. We've had a surge of new listeners and we're really excited that you're joining us on this journey to help you create uh, a more amazing life through natural and holistic methods and hopefully steer you away from the spiral of medication and, I guess, supplementation abuse that doesn't always help you solve the problems of your health problems, but sometimes we'll keep you in that nasty little spiral. And that's really what we're all about here at uh, Wellness Women and myself and Andrea on that journey with you. So, Andrea, hi, welcome. Hey, Ash. Um, it's nice for it to just be you and me um, this week. I know we've uh, been pretty busy recording with um, lots of amazing superstars recently, and the feedback we've, that we've had from everybody has been phenomenal. So we're so glad that you enjoyed that. Um, but we've also had lots of feedback that you miss our banter, um, which I think is pretty funny. So you'll certainly get plenty of that today because it is uh, just Ash and I today. Well, not just, but, you know, it's uh, the original Wellness Women team here. Um, and we're discussing a really important, very interesting topic today. And that is um, candida or candida alcans or thrush or yeast infection. Um, it has so many different names, um, but can have pretty devastating health implications for women in particular. Um, so, Ash, do you want to kick us off? So one of the big frustrations for a lot of women is that they've got a myriad of different symptoms. And we often find in our practices as well that women will be doing all the right things, trying to do their very best when it comes down to the changes in their lifestyle, minimizing you know the toxins in their lifestyle, and are really working hard. But they're still struggling with some of the side effects of 
I guess, symptoms that they don't really have a clinical picture for. And in the absence of a diagnosis, it almost starts to feel as though it's, um, it's in your head. Have you ever had that feeling like you, you can explain all your problems and because there's no particular label or particular outcome for you, um, you start to wonder whether you're becoming a bit hypochondriac or a bit uh, oversensitive to, to the things that you're experiencing. And we really want to encourage you not to minimize any of these experiences you're having because we're going to talk you through a couple of different things that may happen in a state of candida overgrowth. And when we talk about candida uh, overgrowth, it's important to realize that candida is a normal microbe on the body, in the body, particularly in the digestive tract, um, running from the mouth all the way through to the anus. And so in the case of candida, it's tricky because it's always there anyway. Um, You know, we're looking at most people have, have high levels of candida thanks to current lifestyle factors and lifestyle, uh, I guess, choices. But in the case of knowing, is it the underlying cause? The reality and the hard truth is that we don't know. But certainly in order to get well and to stay well, there's going to be some things you need to do to reduce that candida albicans overgrowth because unfortunately, it seems to be through the science that you will never be whole and completely well until that overgrowth is managed. Yeah, exactly. And just like any other kind of systemic infection, it sort of sits along the same plane there. If there is an overgrowth or, um, you know, it kind of goes out of control without the other parts of your immune system being able to mitigate that, then you're certainly going to be unwell Um, because candida is pretty bossy. It's going to dictate a lot of your health expression. And interestingly enough, it's also going to dictate food cravings too. So it's going to be dictating the things that you want to eat, particularly um, those sugary, carbohydrate-dense meals. So sugar cravings, bread cravings, um, pasta cravings, all of those sorts of things are a really um, good indication that, you know, there could be, apart from, you know, that addiction, because we know how addictive those things are but it could be an indication that there's some things that are out of balance within you know your your gut microbiome there and I know we always keep coming back to the gut health but it's because it's so important for our whole health Um, women usually associate candida or, or thrush Um, they'll most commonly uh, sort of come to this term maybe after they've had some sort of infection that they've needed antibiotic treatment for. And a common um, post-antibiotic symptom is that of vaginal thrush, um, which presents as a pretty uncomfortable, uh, you know, myriad of symptoms of lots of almost like cottage cheese-like discharge, which is pretty unpleasant. It's thick. There's a lot of it. Um, It'll also cause a lot of itching, pain, and discomfort around the vaginal vulval and, um, you know, internal, um, vagina as well. Um, as yeah. So like I said, lots and lots of itching, it's really, really uncomfortable. If any women have any ever experienced it, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And they might also see other systemic symptoms of that as well. So it could cause like a thick, white layer over their tongue that they'll need to brush off each morning. Um, They might get lots of bad breath and other sorts of things with that as well. And this is what women normally associate with thrush. However, there's so many other symptoms that also go with it when there is that systemic infection. Um, And once they have, you know, like a thrush infection, they might use some topical ointments. They might take some sort of over-the-counter medication for it. However, that's not really effective for treating the underlying causes of the overgrowth. It's more just symptomatic relief. 
Oh, absolutely. And when you come down to, you know, what are some of the symptoms, that's the classic sort of diagnostic package. You say, oh, well, it's definitely yeast overgrowth. There's a lot of other things that women can sometimes put aside and not connect the dots on. And I'm going to run through quickly some of those things because it's it's important to realise it can fall into a couple of different categories. And some of the ones that are more obvious are more those sort of um, the genitourinary, so your, your vaginal area plus intestinal. So having the vaginitis, the irritation, inflammation, um, some Sometimes menstrual complaints, cramping, um, bowel problems. It can even be things like bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea. Um, and of course, these all cross over with so many other concerns when it comes down to the gastrointestinal tract. So that's why sometimes it's missed because it can be just uh, mislaid as maybe things like IBS or um, misdiagnosed in other ways. And it's really hard to find out. And this is where we're going to talk later a little bit about some of the super I guess specific tests you could be doing to rule in and rule out, but generally some of these packages of symptoms are a great place to start to understand. So that's yeah, just simply, yeah, yeah that's just exactly. simply that area. I mean, then you're looking at things like nose and throat, and this is where I've seen particularly with children, you're getting things like people who are having problems like sinus, mm-hmm. postnasal drip, and these are all indications of uh, the candida growing into the nasal passages, so these moist mucosal areas. And that can really cause troubles because classic antibiotics and classic, um, I guess, saline rinses and stuff don't always eliminate that overgrowth. And, of course, then constantly having these problems with the, the nose and throat passages. And there can even be even more sort of extreme systemic symptoms that they might be aware of. But because the symptomatology that goes with candida is so nonspecific, it can be pretty confusing because it can present um, as things like poor concentration, muscle aches and pains, athlete's foot or tinea is certainly a yeast-based issue as well, headaches, fatigue, rashes, um, you know, the recurrent thrush that we've already talked about, uh, chemical sensitivities, even depression, joint pain. But one really important thing is immune suppression. Um, So when we've got a weakened immune system and candida is pretty potent at doing that, especially when it's in that overgrowth um, phase, because it can produce up to so many different toxins to protect itself. Because like I said earlier, it's pretty bossy. It knows how to take care of itself, especially when there's, um, you know, things that we might be doing to try and control its growth. It has a covering on the outside of it called a biofilm, which protects it from anything. So that's why treatment for this has to be very, very specific. Um, But when we have uh, that that immune suppression, what are people most likely going to be affected with? So if our immune system isn't working very well, we're going to have recurrent infections. If they get too severe, what do most people go and do? They go to their GP, they get antibiotics, right? Yeah, and and that's the standard procedure. Yeah, and then do you see how we have this vicious cycle that's happening when we have you know, so much um, antibiotic exposure, which is killing all of our good bacteria. It uh, creates that perfect environment for the candida to grow even more and to proliferate. So uh, it's really that vicious cycle and it's that catch-22 that that weakened immune system leads to the greater risk of infection as well. So if you feel like you just keep getting sick, especially in the winter months, um, this might be something to have a look at. 
Yeah, and it's known a lot of through a lot of health professionals. We'll call it um, the great masquerader because it can just mimic so many things and can be so tricky to deal with because basically any organ can be targeted by the the candida yeast. So, um, and when we talk about antibiotics too, ladies, it's important to remember when we talk antibiotics, it's not just the oral antibiotics that you could take in the case of an infection going to your GP. Sadly, a lot of um, meats, so like you know red meats, meats that come out of the supermarkets, a lot of them can still have some high levels of antibiotics just because of the uh, treatments of the animals in the process of trying to keep them well before they go to slaughter for us to consume. So it's really tricky because we might say, yeah, but I'm not getting any antibiotic exposure. And yet each week the meat that you're purchasing could actually be contributing to some of this antibiotic uh, resistance in some way and also disrupting your microflora, including the candida albicans. And it's not just antibiotics that's going to encourage that growth. It's also things like synthetic estrogens and the oral contraceptive Mm. pill that also change your gut microbiome. So uh, that can certainly favor um, the environment for that fungal overgrowth. Um, Now, in saying that, it's not always candida that's the culprit. There's lots of other fungus that can be, um, you know, the bad guy that can be the issue there. And like you said, Ash, it's that great masquerader. Uh, Women who do have recurrent thrush or um, recurrent candida infections, if they do try everything to kind of restore their gut function, to try and not eliminate but control the overgrowth and they're not getting anywhere, then it might be time to go and delve into that deeper because it can sometimes mimic things that are a little bit more serious like um, you know bacterial vaginosis and, and a few other things that can um, affect the reproductive organs too um, and you know our whole systemic system as well. Absolutely. And I just look for a quick effect out there because I think it's quite funny when you talk to a, particularly a lot of women feeling foggy or feeling a bit, uh, you know, fuzzy headed and that. Interestingly, candida is one of these uh, complex organisms and it can release over 180 known toxins um, that adversely affect the way our body actually works. And the curious thing about it is that it does produce, uh, in particular, two chemical side effects that they produce um, from acetylhyde and ethanol. Now, ethanol obviously being alcohol uh just and these things disrupt the cell membrane function so that the way in which the cell actually works and they actually think that when you have a hangover that whole fuzzy brain symptom of a hangover is thought to be because of acetylhyde acetylhyde breakdown and that's super interesting because here we are with something that's endemic to us something that's in our own system that can cause a byproduct that can give us symptoms like fuzzy fuzzy brain almost like a hangover feeling well yeah exactly and those mycotoxins essentially act in the body like alcohol so it puts a huge amount of stress on the liver and the digestive system as well um it can also block hormones and block hormone pathways and decrease your sensitivity to certain things um and definitely dictates our food cravings and that's from the mycotoxins that it releases Uh, it's pretty fascinating um, kind of makes you feel a little bit squirmish if you're thinking that there's something, you know, wriggling around inside your body that has the potential to act like this. And it's also something that, uh, unfortunately, because it is so, I guess it is so creative the way it functions, it can actually do things. It, it mutates and, and transmorphs into something that can actually uh, now avoid the drug therapies that are being applied to it. So if someone's had, you know, a few doses of diflucan or um, nystatins, the, the typical over-the-counter medications to get rid of a thrush or fungus uh, overgrowth, then 
you might find that those things are becoming less effective for you and that's just simply because they have the ability to adapt um, their switching which is which is yeah why another reason why some of the natural ways to help uh, overcome the candida problem is a far smarter move because you need to really eliminate and reduce the environmental uh, I guess uh, support for the candida as opposed to try and just kill it off and then the strong ones grow back stronger than ever and you've got this uh, ongoing problem. And with those antifungal medications long-term use of those can actually be quite um, damaging to your gut as well because if you completely eradicate the fungus or the the yeast infection there then you're upsetting the balance within your gut which can um, mean that more potent things like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and and some of the other um, infections in our gut that we don't want have the opportunity to populate even more so there is that delicate balance of how you go about treating it but any of the antifungal over-the-counter or prescription medications you definitely don't want to be using for a long term Um, that's certainly not advisable at all so here we are we've got all these strange symptoms we've got lots of different side effects that could be happening because of an overgrowth there's obviously the external factors you can see like your tongue and your vaginal entry area where you might actually be able to observe this overgrowth but there's obviously a lot of things inside that could be going wrong without us even knowing about it so then the next question i guess you're probably thinking was well so how do i know how do i find out if i've got a a candida overgrowth what if this could be some of the reasons why you know things like those mental emotional problems it's even been connected to things like severe depression Mm -hmm. short-term memory loss uh inabilities to concentrate insomnia uh lethargy it's just such a myriad of other symptoms that are so seem so unlikely and yet women who've overcome that by doing proper protocols to remove and reduce the overgrowth have suddenly like the whole world's changed. And that's why we thought this was a really important topic to cover today because we didn't realise this is actually something we hadn't talked about yet. And yet it is something that basically statistics say more than 80% of women at some point in their life have had an experience of a candida overgrowth. So it's becoming more and more common for sure. I know. I just assumed that we'd already talked about this because of how <laughs> it's a big it deal. Is. Yeah, yeah and especially within the natural health or the alternative health uh, communities. This is something that um, everybody talks about. If you Google it, you'll be overwhelmed with the amount of information and also the weird and wonderful treatment strategies that um, some people boast as well. Uh, so, you know, Doctor Google can be a scary place. <laughs> Um, however, we've sort of evaluated a lot of the evidence here that supports, um, I remember it's not eradication or complete elimination, but it's control of the normal amount of candida that your, your system, um, can cope with. Um, so big torches, if anyone's yeah, spruiking exactly. a cure and a fix and eliminate candida and destroy and, um, and yeah, basically bomb out the candida in your body. Um, we're not actually going to remove all candida. You've got to remember it, it does work in harmony with us. It's called commensal, which means it lives with us without any negative side effects. So it is there for, for some purpose and it has a lot of, I guess, a lot of things that it will do. But um, it's really only when it's overgrowth that it causes health concerns for, for women, men and children. I mean, gosh, men, for example, prostatitis, recurrent mm-hmm. um, prostate 
issues can actually be connected to candida. So, yeah, if there's some a man in your life and he's got some of these other signs of candida overgrowth and, you know, the doctor's trying all these things for a prostate problem, um, it could be down to getting him on board with this too because a big deal with this is that when someone in a family has candida overgrowth, just because of things like sharing drink bottles, sharing bodily fluids such as partners, you, you know, your, your intimate partner, um, kissing, all those things, we actually have the ability to keep re um, reinfecting each other. You yeah. just keep keep re recycling this issue. So you might be curing yourself, or you may have felt as though you've cured yourself, um, and yet suddenly it, it all flares up again. And you think, but hey, I'm I'm doing everything right. But it could be your partner carrying it with no, um, I guess, overt signs. They're, they're not showing any major signs. And so, therefore, you're not thinking too much about oh, them. You're worried about you. Um, so, they definitely do recommend that when there's someone in the house that has it, they suggest that it would be a good idea if other family members are having issues with immune compromise. You know, the house is generally a bit sick. Then it could be worth checking everyone to see if this is a problem that could be solved as a, as a family together. Certainly. And so, the way of going about testing is, um, a little bit tricky because currently we don't have something that is foolproof or the gold standard and it depends on the source that you look at that you know what they're actually citing now a really good quality stool test should be able to pick up an overgrowth um, some sources say that a live blood analysis is the quote-unquote gold standard where they take a pinprick of blood they look at it underneath you know the microscope and and they can identify certain reactions there um, on some websites they talk about a saliva test where you spit into a glass of water this is disgusting um, and it will represent uh, you know different pictures or different patterns with the saliva if you do have candida um i question the um validity of that test um however the actual elimination or the way you go about addressing candida if you are querying it is certainly there are some healthful benefits to doing it anyway so the food-based or the lifestyle-based protocol to addressing this, um, if you are querying this and, and we don't have a test that we can really cite yet, um, however, that some things are better than others, um, I would recommend uh, giving the elimination protocol a try for a few weeks and seeing how you feel because you certainly should notice a difference and you should also recognize the signs and symptoms of the candida overgrowth die off when that happens. Um, so, so let's get into that. Let's look at some of the, the treatment strategies or the way you go about this. And it's sort of either a, I guess a, a two or three pronged approach to how to address candida overgrowth. And one of the biggest things is food because it thrives on sugar. So you have to essentially starve it. Now, we're not talking about eliminating carbohydrates to the extreme of getting into ketosis because in a ketosis state, um, candida can actually thrive on ketones, which is really interesting. Um, and your white blood cells that would then be effectively killing the, the extra candida can't work as well when there's ketones present. So some sites might say you have to eliminate everything, including, um, you know, carrots and vegetables and, you know, you cutting back your carbohydrate intake to such extremes that it'd be putting you into ketosis. So I want you to be really weary of that because that can certainly disrupt the whole system as well. Um, you need to certainly cut out the sugar and the most common sources of that. So, you know, lollies, chocolate, ice cream, um, or 
anything that's going to break down into that. So your grains, cereals, pastas, breads, cookies, muffins, essentially anything that's baked um, that's a carbohydrate source you need to stay clear of. So your carbohydrate sources in this uh, elimination part of the protocol um, needs to come from vegetables only. And we're really trying to just change that internal environment. So by changing the environment where the uh, colonization of that yeast is, you need to make it inhospitable. And so you've got to reduce its, well, deny it food is basically the, the summary of all of that. Deny it food and that particularly comes from sugars. So ladies, um, it's a hard truth to front up to because suddenly it's mm-hmm. it seems as though, but if, if I have to go sugar free, there's so much I can't eat. Um, but on the same front, you may not even realize that a lot of the cravings could be happening because your candida are screaming at you to have the sugar. Um, and unfortunately, consequentially, uh, the gut itself may not be absorbing all the nutrients because you've got uh, an overgrowth, you've got inflammatory processes at play. Um, it can stimulate the concern of leaky gut, which we you know, chatted about before. And of course, from there, it's just a really nasty health spiral. So you have to get real and you have to get hard on yourself and realize that there's only really one way to fix this. And it's not going to be popping a tablet in your mouth or a suppository uh, down bottom because it's not going to change from those angles. It has to be an inside out job and you're going to have to do the hard work on this one. But as we've talked about, those people who've done the hard work get the results. Um, They're the ones who come back to us and say, wow, that was amazing. That really worked. Um, I wish I'd done it sooner. So please have the confidence to trust the process because the successes and the results are so significant. It's worth trying. And when I say trying, I think this is probably uh, a bad word to use because try is not good enough you do or you don't um trying means oh give it a go but i I might you know have a few cheat days no (laughs) it's not about that at all is it andrea it's like just do it just just 100 in be thorough be regimented be strict with yourself because you know that you're going to cure yourself and you're going to have have i guess an incredible change when you stop getting off that roulette of seeking others to try and fix you all the time exactly and i talk about clear unambiguous guidelines and In this instance, you absolutely need those. You cannot do this like 99%. You have to commit. Um, And it is for a short period of time. And your health and your well-being and the way your body functions and that sense of vitality that you will have is absolutely worth it. However, there's a catch. (laughs) There's always a catch. That that candida die-off that I talked about um, usually happens by hopefully by about day four, but can take up to about two weeks to, to start. And when that starts to happen, you might get some flu-like symptoms. Um, you might feel pretty tired, pretty sluggish. Um, but one thing that can happen is that you can have insatiable sugar cravings. So in the sense that you would want to tackle someone across the street with a chocolate bar that they've got in their hand, that's how bad the sugar cravings can be because you're starving their candida. It's sending messages through your, you know, your neurotransmitters in your nervous system saying we need sugar because we're dying and when you start to get those symptoms when you start to get that die off that's when you have to stay the course and that's when you know it's absolutely working and that you're doing a great job and you've got to do whatever it takes to distract yourself from those sugar cravings and not give in because that's really the critical moment um 
with the dietary changes and that we'll put up a list on our social media so you can have a good look at the the do's and don'ts during um for the food in particular um however i'd certainly recommend speaking to your healthcare practitioners um about some of the supplementation that you can use um in association with this too um, and in that yeah andrew in that die-off phase as well just to mention that some people will have relapse of some of the other symptoms that yeah. may they may not be comfortable with and that can be things like you know the muscle aches or diarrhea um even people who have things like sweats night sweats and, and nightmares um because their body is is changing and this exotoxic release done slowly and carefully you can actually minimize that um that die-off it doesn't always happen in, in a big flood so yeah. it really comes down to the type of protocol and the type of program um there's certainly some programs that are the the long slow approach and those definitely have minimal die-off um i've done this a few years back and i do recall having a, an extreme die-off and um it was probably an understatement. Well, in this case, it was parasitic, but the similar side effect, because what's really happening is that as the, um, this for candida, as the yeast cells rupture because they're, they're dying off, they release toxins. And these are the toxins that go into the system, flood the system quickly. And of course, you have a very big response to that flood. Um, mine happened to be a parasitic cleanse. And that's, and I literally thought I should be taking myself to hospital. It was so acute. And I thought, oh my gosh, what's happened? But knowing what I knew about this idea of toxic release, I really just made sure I had to keep increasing the water intake. So it was partly self-inflicted because I don't think I'd been consuming enough water for my body to deal with the the high levels of die-off that were happening. So yeah, exactly. And actually, always to use caution, isn't it? Definitely, you've raised such an important point there because if you want to start tackling candida and you want to actually er- you know eradicate the the overgrowth in your system or any other kind of parasitic or fungal infection, you actually need to have a really well-functioning detoxification system in place. So Mm. what I mean is your liver, your kidney, and your bowel function needs to be working really well because if you are really prone to, say, constipation and you go in there trying to kill off a whole bunch of candida and it's got nowhere to go, the symptomatology or that die-off symptoms that you're going to have are going to be so much worse. So in those sorts of instances, I'll certainly recommend um, really strongly speak to your health practitioners about this so that they can guide you through um, a protocol to really enhance your detoxification pathways, get your gut function great before you then try to do the candida die-off or the, you know, the overgrowth as well. Um, There's some herbs that I've used that can be really effective as well. And I try to use, um, you know, botanical or or natural um, sort of antimicrobials first before using pharmaceuticals or um, pharmaceutical antifungals. And there's some really effective ones like cat's claw, poor diaco, um, lauric acid, those sorts of things that um, can be really great antifungals in combination with um, the, the food that you're doing as well um, and making sure that there's a few lifestyle changes that you've got in place as well. Um, so you want to make sure, and uh, we just touched on this very briefly, but as you talked about reinfection from partners, if I've got someone on an anti-candida, you know, quote unquote protocol, I will usually recommend that they abstain from sex or unprotected sex with their partner for the duration of that um, because of the, the risk of reinfection or better yet, 
get the whole family or you know the partner on board to do it with you as well um and testing before and after can be very beneficial um for whichever method we find that can show you a difference before and after and we'll certainly post all of these um on social media as well so you kind of have a bit of an idea of where you can go to if you really do want to test because you know there's that saying guess uh test don't guess which is always beneficial especially when it comes to your health as well and I love the saying, if in doubt, rule it out. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of exactly. on the same path there, isn't it? Is that uh, if you're really not sure, the best thing to do is run some some comprehensive tests. And sometimes they need to be done by independent laboratories because not all uh, regular medical testing will pick these things up. They'll need to be doing slightly more advanced tests. And this is where a lot of, I guess, your allied health professionals will be supportive of that. Um, I'm big as well just on using day-to-day things that you can get in the cupboard and the pantry to add it into the diet, add more more of um, things like clove, for example, clove, clove oil. Uh, I mean, coconut oil, amazing. There's so many benefits of that because you just mentioned lauric acid, caprylic acid as well in coconut oil. Yep. These are again mm-hmm. antifungals, antimicrobials. Um, dose up your stir fries with some garlic and ginger because they're they're really potent uh, antifungals. Beautiful. And of course, anything else that supports your immune system. Because at the end of the day, this is a systemic immune invasion. Mm-hmm. So what you're trying to do is reduce the load, the overall load on your immune system. So that's things like we've talked about so many times, getting out and doing a bit of exercise because you're trying to stimulate support for the immune system um, rather than constantly stressing it out. You're changing your diet around. Uh, you can certainly take some supplements to support immune system, olive leaf extract. Um, there's a lot of other different extracts, obviously. There's things like doing just the simple things, avoiding, I mean, it's wintertime here right now. So making sure that there's no spaces with molds on walls or ceilings or things, you know, really keep a clean home environment. Don't allow other things in your home or workplace to be exposing you to molds that will basically slow down your recovery from candida. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is some, some, Times you'll see that funny thing is I've seen a lot of candida diets will eliminate uh, mushrooms and fungi for that very same reason. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's one thing that I forgot because um, that's really important because it's it's all from the same family. Uh, so that, again, will feed it as well. And one thing that I didn't mention is that fruit, as far as I'm concerned, um, needs to be eliminated initially too, um, but not vegetables. Um, Hmm. so remember that and a lot of different diets will say things like yes you can have grains um no you can't have carrots whatever it might be however we really need to use common sense with this okay what is breaking down into sugar directly so grains is absolutely one of those things that just because you're not having um you know overt sugar like um you know um sugar in your coffee or chocolate or lollies um you know rice and the grain still breaks down into that anyway so it's still going to be feeding candida so you absolutely need to um, eliminate those things in the process so after the elimination part of um, you know taking care of candida or yeast overgrowth then we need to rebuild the gut and that's part of really enhancing our immune system to make sure that we don't have the recurrence of it Um, and that is for all of the um, things that we've talked about previously and some of the great things that you've just mentioned there ash like um, using food as your medicine um, like your ginger your garlic um, loading all of that sort of stuff into your food as well Um, having things that's going to encourage the good beneficial bacterial growth um, 
um, and really building out that strong, robust microbiome, like uh, what Dr. Jeremy Princey has talked about with us before. So you things like your beet kvass, um, your kimchi, sauerkraut, any of your fermented foods um, that's going to help encourage that good microbiota. Ash, what else would you suggest? Oh, look, I think that's the big one. I, to be fair, with a chronic candida uh, overgrowth or chronic symptoms, I really think this is one of those situations where you need to seek expert support yeah. because it's really too hard to go this one alone. Um, there's so many variants and I've also found that there's lots of ways in which you need to have a sort of more specialised individualized uh support there yeah yeah absolutely uh, you probably get the same thing andrew like there's not a one blanket fix all in this thing it doesn't seem like there's one approach sorts it all out because it also needs to be say in conjunction with possibly dealing with some hormone testing and things that's uh, other indicators of dysfunction other indicators of some immune suppression um however on face value, you could make a big switch in your diet and lifestyle. Try all of these things first, and that may be sufficient. You might find that uh, you can get control of it quite quickly, and it would surprise all of us that uh, that that can be done. And of course, a lot of people then will say, "Yeah, but I already tried that and it didn't work." And ladies, if that's you, don't give up on the process because, uh, unfortunately, like we've said, it's complex. It's really complex, just as complex as the jolly little candida albicans uh, yeast is itself. Because <laughs> it morphs and changes which is remarkable for yeah, any any exactly. organism and um, which the, is why it's hard to treat and one of the trickiest things is knowing when to start but then also when to stop or when mm. you can actually start to reintroduce certain things because if you stop too early then you know you've only kind of done half the job uh so absolutely speak to your health practitioners and if ladies you want help with this um let us know because we can certainly put you in the right direction we can find someone um you know in your area to help support you through this so we can certainly give you plenty of advice on that as well um all right so just to do a bit of a recap there with the food remember you need to eliminate forms of sugar that's going to feed the candida but not to the point where you're going to go into ketosis all right so there is that fine line that's really really important um you want to make sure that your um, lifestyle practices is supportive for getting rid of um you know yeast or candida overgrowth as well so you know, either abstaining from unprotected sex, getting your partners on board, um, making sure there's nothing in your environment that's going to encourage, um, you know, some of that growth or that's going to affect your immune system as well. Like looking for damp areas in your house, get your house tested for mold. Um, What else did we um, talk about there, Ash? Well, look, absolutely. uh, If there's essential need then of course you may need to still continue with other medications but where possible avoid antibiotics avoid steroids avoid um, some of the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories that you can get over the counter because these things are all impacting your immune support and your immune function and of course again you're trying to create an environment that is conducive to killing off and uh, removing a large part of that candida um, growth because we're not trying to cure we're not trying to eliminate everything and i would really be, be clear about that what you're trying to do is bring back balance yeah. this is all about bringing it back to a balanced state and how do you know if you've got to that point where you've done enough and you don't you know need to keep doing the hardline uh protocols well really what it comes down to is if when you reintroduce some of those foods and lifestyle factors um you don't 
change from that asymptomatic state, then chances are you've got it under control. But if when there's reintroduction, you start to have some, some symptoms again, you start to get a relapse, for example, then that's a pretty good indication that it's not under control yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ladies, I know this is a lot to take in today. Um, there's so much information about um, candida out there um, and there's so much confusing information. So, you know, just use caution with Dr. Google and um, make sure you're looking at sources that are well quoted, well respected, and that are actually supported by, you know, good quality evidence as well. Ladies, we'll absolutely post all of this information up for you on the Facebook page um, and, on, you know, on Instagram as well. So please let us know if you've any experiences with this what's worked for you what hasn't worked if you feel like this could be a problem as well find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the wellness women make sure you're following us on instagram underscore oh yep underscore the wellness women um and ash we're so so excited obviously we've announced on social media this week but we're going to be at the wellness summit in melbourne on september 10th and 11th uh we hope that you're coming along there it's going to be the most incredible weekend um and we can't wait to meet you it's uh, your chance to kind of you know meet us we, we can't wait to meet our audience because that's pretty important to us as well Um, but ladies until next week, uh, we look forward to hearing from you and be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.